we are educators. We want to bring the best possible opportunities for our students. We want to take them places. We want to do everything possible to ignite this spark of inspiration. We want to provide the best infrastructure. At the same time, we also want to learn, explore, experience and grow. But we always encounter one major roadblock. Funding. Well, not anymore. In this series, we are going to discover every possible way to arrange funds or to raise capital. Hi, it's Himanshu and I welcome you to the brand new episode of The Ed Show. Today's episode is going to be super exciting. So keep listening on Apple, Spotify or on your preferred platform. Welcome back to the brand new episode of The Ed Show. This is the fifth episode of the Ed Invest series and in this episode, I am going to answer some of the most common questions asked by you after listening to the previous episodes on raising non-repayable funding. I hope that this episode will help you understand the non-repayable funding in much deeper sense and I wish you an engaging and amazing learning experience. In the previous episodes, we have covered everything about CSR, donations, crowdfunding, subsidies, grants and other types of non-repayable funds. I would suggest you to listen to all the previous episodes to gain complete knowledge on non-repayable funding opportunities and then listen to this episode to have better understanding. If after listening to all the episodes and today's Q&A episode, you still want to ask questions, then I suggest you to share the questions with me using the Anchor app or if you are listening to this episode on YouTube, then write your questions in the comment section and I will cover all your questions in the next Q&A episode. So let's get started. In today's episode, I am covering the most common questions I have received by many educators. And along with this, I will also be covering some insights on the question that was asked by almost 80% of our listeners. Now let's get started with the questions. Well, I am covering first and second question together because it is a kind of a common question. The questions are, can a private school raise grants? Second. We have a pre-primary and kindergarten school can be raised grants. Now, irrespective of the type of educational institution, all institutions are eligible to raise grants, donations or CSR funding, be it a pre-primary or K-12, college or a university, skill development institution or a research institution. Every type of educational institution is eligible to raise grants. Other than the institutions, students and educators of such institutions are also eligible to raise grants for various purposes. Next question is, do we need tax exemption certificate under our school's name or under our trust or society's name? Now in Indian context, the tax exemption certificates which are ATG and FCRA can be and must be obtained in the name of the society, trust or a section 8 company as this is your legally registered entity under which you are running your education institution. Now in case you are listening to this episode from another country other than India, then I would suggest you to reach out to your tax lawyer or accounting firm for better understanding on tax exemption certificates and other necessary legalities that you may require for raising donations. Next question is we are running a school under a trust, so should we raise donation under our school's account or our trust account? Now, in Indian context, donation can be raised only in the trust, society or section 8 company's account as you have all the tax exemption certificates and registration certificate under that account. 
However, you may also choose to raise grants in these schools account as well. Again, for other countries, my suggestion is to reach out to your tax lawyer or accounting firm for better understanding. Now, let's move to the next question. Do we need to give the access of our accounts to the grant-giving organization? Well, no. Why would you give access of your accounts to the grant-giving organization? Now, grant-giving organization never asks for the access of your accounts. However, they may choose to do the audits of the grant amount given to you. And the most important thing for you is to submit the project report or project completion report as mentioned by the grant-giving organization. Can you give us the details of the membership-driven grant-giving organizations? And how can we join such organizations? Many organizations prefer to give memberships and I have created a list of approximately 100 such grant-giving organizations that you can get simply by following me or connecting with me on LinkedIn and sending me a message. My LinkedIn ID is mentioned in the description. Now the joining uh, procedure of these organizations varies from organization to organization and for that you need to visit the organization's website and understand their requirements. What documents are required to take the membership of grant-giving organization? Now the documents are as per the membership guidelines of the said organization. So my advice to you is to visit to the website of that particular organization to find out more information about the documentation required. However, the basic documentations that any organization may ask for are registration certificate of the education institution, tax certificate of the organization or education institution, bank account details, affiliation certificate, name and contact details of the institution, name and contact detail of the point of contact. Now please note that I have only mentioned the basic documentation. However, it is always advisable to reach out to the organization website for more clarity on the documentations that they require to give you the membership. Can we take the membership of a membership-based grant-giving organization if we have our registered documents in our regional language or vernacular language instead of English? Now, you need to understand two things here. First, if you want to apply for the membership in your own country, then I am sure that majority of the organizations or grant-giving organizations or membership-based organizations will also accept your documentation in the vernacular or your mother tongue. However, in country like India where we have many you know, regional languages and every state follows a different language, in this case or even in the case when you are you know, reaching out to global organization and you want to take membership of a global organization and they specifically ask for your documentation in English, then you actually need to follow two things. First, you need to get your documentations translated in English by a registered translator. Second, you need to get it notarized and share the copy of the original documents along with the translated documents with the organization. Should we raise donations or grants under our school's name or in the name of our trust or society? Now I've already answered this question, but you need to understand that as I mentioned before, you may choose to raise grants under your school's name or if you have a governing organization such as a trust, society or section 8 company under which you are running your school, then you may also choose to raise grant under that governing organization. The call is entirely yours. But before you submit your proposal to the grant-giving organization, you should have thorough understanding of the guidelines mentioned by the grant-giving organization and you should act accordingly. In case of donation, the idle way and the only way is to raise donation under the name of your registered organization. In case you are listening to this episode from another country, then again I suggest you to reach out to your tax lawyer or accounting firm to gain more understanding. Can we raise grants for promoting entrepreneurship in our schools? Now, it's a very valid question. Well, you need to understand that 
grant is a support that is available for every kind of need that you may have as an educator or as educational institution or maybe as a student and promoting entrepreneurship is one of the needs the second thing that you need to understand is that entrepreneurial and startup grants are available for supporting young startups and enterprises and both educational institutions and the students or educators can apply for entrepreneurial or startup grants can we raise grants for creating a new school well who doesn't want to raise grant for creating a new school or establishing a new school however the answer is yes you can but the process is little complex and may involve multiple grant giving organizations to support you for various purposes for creating schools colleges or universities you can also reach out to your state or central government for obtaining subsidies or aid and you may also choose to run a crowdfunding campaign other than raising grants and in fact we already have educational institutions which are running successfully purely on grants and donations and they don't charge even a dime from the students and now the most common question asked by approximately 80% of the educators can we travel places using grants now you need to understand that if you are a k12 teacher or an administrator a college or a university professor and you love traveling to new places that too without investing a penny from your own pocket with an opportunity of professional development that would enrich your experience and would even enrich your classroom then travel grants is just for you but grants are not just for your travel rather it's an obligation that you would love to contribute to the obligation can be in the form of contributing your learning or expertise in some ways it can be by creating lesson plans curriculum development blog posts research findings training programs exchange programs and lot more or it can simply be a fellowship teachers traveling grants are available by various state and central governments ministries and departments universities and non-profit organizations and even by corporate the criteria of the teachers grant or traveling grants the obligations of each grant and its timelines are well listed on the respective websites and i have created a list of such travel grant organizations that can help you fulfill your dream of traveling the world on an average the size of the grant falls in between $5000 to $10000 which in indian currency is approximately 4 lakh rupees to 8 lakh rupees however it may also vary from the purpose and the grant giving organization if you want the list of such grant giving organizations then just visit my linkedin profile and read my recent article on travel grants can we have a format of a grant proposal now you need to understand here one thing that your grant proposal is the key and an effective grant proposal plays a critical role in deciding the fate of your grant application and hence my recommendation to you is to not to use any predefined format unless it is specifically mentioned by the grant giving organization in call for proposal or request for proposal my recommendation to you is to learn how to write an effective grant proposal and start writing the proposal by your own if you wish to learn how to create an effective and detailed project report or proposal for obtaining a subsidy aid or a grant then do let me know and i will create a separate episode for the same during my journey i have come across some great educators who have gained various types of non repayable fundings for various purposes for self as well as for their students or institutions if you want me to invite them for an interactive session then let me know and i'll be happy to reach out to them 
and if you have liked this podcast then do rate us on apple podcast and share it in your network and i will see you in the next episode thank you for listening to the ed show you can now listen to the same podcast on apple and google podcast or you can watch it live on youtube and i'll see you in the next episode till then stay safe and stay happy